0: Hello, welcome to episode number 213 of the Epilogue Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Head. Happy New Year. This is the first show of 2019. Welcome to this year. I hope everybody has a great year. I hope everybody had a good holiday, Christmas, good New Year's Eve, and a a fun time. And, And here's to a safe and prosperous 2019. This podcast is brought to you in part by BetterHelp.com. Get affordable private online counseling anytime, anywhere. You can talk with a licensed professional therapist online now, right now, not tomorrow, not yesterday, but now. So this is the time of the year where everything, um, people need help. Everybody needs help and everybody needs just a little bit of help in life. And that's where BetterHelp can help you out. And you can get a seven-day trial with the code word APOLOG when you go to betterhelp.com APOLOG. And get therapied up, everybody. It doesn't hurt. It, does, it doesn't hurt anything by, by doing that, okay? Amazon shoppers. Uh, You can help the show out if you want to by going to Appalock.ca slash Amazon or Appalock.ca slash US Amazon. Do it the old-fashioned way by going to Appalock.ca and click on those banners located on the right side. Locate your country. Whether you're from Canada, United States, or the UK, you can bookmark all those links. And every time you shop on Amazon, use those links to shop and support the show, and it costs you no extra money. Yeah. Uh, if you want to help the show it on a monthly basis you can go to patreon.com slash and pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help with hosting and gas fees and you can cancel at any time go to appalog.ca slash shop to buy a t-shirt and there's some music on there for sure for sale uh new designs in very soon everybody new designs uh gary Bigner, get your uh, get your press warmed up I'm getting new shirts made don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, give it five stars, and like the show on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash and follow me on Twitter at SimonHead666. Today on the show, I have Mr. Barry Mantle, who owns a record label and tattoo shop called Chase the Glory Records. He has done some re-releasing of an, a few SNFU records, as well as a Trigger Happy record, and he is in it for... He's not in it for money, obviously. He's he's putting records out. He owns a record label. But um, his tattoo shop is literally 15 minutes away from my house. So he came up just before Christmas. We had a nice chat on the couch. And here he is, Mr. Barry Mantle, on the Apolog podcast. the gifts
1: this no problem. is very
0: cool um i like your story because you start you like you were saying before we turned that you started off well you kind of we all came from punk
1: rock a little bit but you went and got a job and then got back into making records that's right yeah i kind of cheated it so what happened was i was working in business for 20 years and got let go and had some rsp money mm-hmm. and my wife and i rolled the dice opened a tattoo shop and a record store, and a record label, and it's been nothing but amazing so far. Yeah. yeah. Well, I
0: mean, that's <laughs> be able to do something that, and like later in life, is a neat, is interesting, you know, because you've done something that you've you've you, you had early beginnings and then became had to like realize, oh, I need a job. I have to do things, and then I guess you you're kicked back into doing punk rock things, but it's worked in your favor. Absolutely, you're making records like album albums like this is a i got them in my hands so nobody can see this but this is a big commitment like and you've got four releases on vinyl
1: we have actually have seven yeah yeah so uh in your hand you have four but we have uh the new uh record coming out which is the snfu live record yeah let's get it right the first time
0: yeah live record
1: yeah it's gonna be fantastic
0: so what do you do when you, when, how do you, uh, you don't have a record pressing factory in your back, in your, back, in your
1: basement? Do you? No, no. We, we kind of all, we sub that out. Yeah. We're kind of worldwide with all our pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of collectively put together the record and uh, yeah. From all the countries. Yeah. Uh, one of our main, our main spot is Czech, mm-hmm. but we also have the ability to do something local. Mm-hmm. We have a store in Germany also. So it makes sense for us to do it in check, since we can kind of send our inventory allocated inventory to Germany mm-hmm. and then send it all over Europe from Germany. So yeah. all the fans can get it super yeah. cheap and super fast.
0: Yeah. And now distribution, how do you, how are you distributing it through a, a source or
1: no, it's all, it's all done through us. Yeah. So, so that's the smart thing to do. Yeah. If so you own a record store, you're probably going to hear it from me if you live in Canada. Yeah. So we're doing, all our wholesale is uh, 10 pieces, free shipping across Canada. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're loving it so far. And so are the shops because we can get it to the shops cheap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they can make a little bit of money on it, but also get it to the fan. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, there used to be a problem with distributors where they'd, they'd get, like, half your inventory and then they'd go out of business.
1: Yeah. They, <laughs> oh, totally. To,
0: I mean, there's probably couple of thousand four square discs somewhere in Europe in somebody's basement because it was in a distribution chain that went under. Yeah. And it's really tough to get back. So it's very do, common. You can control your own destiny with how you circulate it. It's a lot of work, right? So Absolutely. A lot of calling people. The other side of that is that if you sell it, uh, if you give in consignment or how to a record store what you're going to sell, they're not willing, they're not going to be in a big hurry to send it back if it doesn't sell. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because that yeah. was always the big one. They'd take a big order in and then. They'd hang on to them for a month and then send them all back. Yeah. yeah. What, a waste of, what a waste of inventory.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We kind of stomp that. We just don't do things on consignment.
0: Yeah. Just sell them out. You own. know,
1: with with the, the internet now and the ease to kind of talk to people instantly. Mm-hmm. A lot of Instagram yeah. messages back and forth with yeah. uh, record stores. Um, we try to give them at a fair price so that they can buy them cash. and yeah. We don't have to worry about it. We can continue to put out awesome records with that money.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you, like we were talking about, you were, you were in a band, and I recorded your band
1: yeah. in the early 90s. good time, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were saying we won a contest where we, uh, Simon had uh, one song. Yeah. So we picked our song and we went in, and I think it was like four hours and we left. It was in the Moon Room, or was it in my studio? I, I believe it was in your studio, Downtown. but But the contest was through the Moon through Room. Through the Moon Room, right? that's yeah, right. It was like a battle of the bands. I do too.
0: remember that because well, I didn't do that because I did one of them down at the Moon Room, like in where the Eclipse oh, Room. Oh, okay. There's a band room in there. Okay,
1: it was definitely wasn't I there. I set
0: up there, but I remember that day. That was a crazy day because there was a, a World Cup soccer thing going on oh i see portugal was part of the and where i lived was little portugal and people were trying to come in through the front and there was the whole it was a street party <laughs> that's awesome people were trying to get in through the front door with their yeah. hands and stuff Yeah. yeah 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 for sure so were you part of the first or second day uh, I'm, I, I'm not too sure there I, was a lot of bands came through
1: you know what i don't recall i i know it wasn't like you know it was we didn't put a ton of time into it you know both parties we knew what we were up against we want a free song <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so sure. you know but uh yeah I, I was looking around for it the other day but i couldn't find it oh really yeah yeah
0: That's, uh, yeah there's a lot of stuff i met up with two people that i work with just out of like pure fluke one guy starts talking about the situation being in the studio i'm like yeah, that's my studio. You were at my studio. <laughs> and he's like, wow! What? And he was just some guy who came in, like a local labor guy that came in for uh, for the venue I work at. He was just like a uh, like a sound guy. He goes, "Yeah, I used to work. at this go to the studio, and used to have this and that." And I'm like, "Yeah, that sounds like my place." He goes, "Holy fuck, did you?"
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's me. Well, no, you've been around the scene for for yeah, quite some time. I've been around in and out.
0: You know, it's funny. I haven't really, you know, I've I, to contribute. Like I'm looking at this trigger happy record and to contribute like this band has into what the scene was. I don't feel like I had any part really like that. That's a whole other level of what mm-hmm. what bands like Trigger Happy and you know Malhavic, like all this sort of Pickering kind of like yeah. local bands and stuff. Were you always Brooklyn or were you always No,
1: I was in Pickering. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up uh what was the first the first band? Um it came out of West Shore, Pickering. Uh, I think Jay King may have been in it. It was for something else. I don't know if it was for Square. No, it was before Square. No, it was. Uh, oh, they they were big All fans, and we were big oh, All uh, fans.
0: Five, uh, um.
1: Uh, um. Not figure. For, it's not. It's oh.
0: Not. Uh, five foot nothing.
1: Five foot nothing. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah, you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. So I was fan. That's what kind of got me into music, like into punk music, yeah. kind of face to face sounds. Um. I I started listening to Five Foot Nothing. We had a little demo tape. Mm-hmm. Um. And we kind of played that nonstop, and it got us into kind of. That other punk and then Trigger Happy came along, you know, the Pickering kind of bands and, and Toronto bands. And then we just kind of started going downtown to seeing shows all the time and, yeah. and uh, got deep in a punk rock. And
0: yeah. You, you know. know, Al Nolan was like, for like five minutes was in Five Foot Nothing.
1: I didn't know yeah, that.
0: And also, I think that, um, He may have told me that actually yeah, on Yeah, guy a named Matt home. White also was in, who started a band called Two Line Filler. Yeah, I, I know that. Yeah, there. yeah. I remember, I remember Two Line Filler Quick, Two guys from Two Line Filler joined my band Foursquare. Wow. So that's that weird- circular
1: yeah for sure thing, everybody yeah. touches something yeah
0: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah al and paul Shedlich. they're both west shore guys too. well no yeah. al was from uh from over by port union road which is sort of just almost scarborough yeah no exactly and paul is yeah. west shore like through and through
1: so we used to hang out at the skate uh, skateboard shops uh yeah. surf paradise and mm-hmm. uh what was the other one reams Mm-hmm. reams um surf it was paradise. a bmx shop
0: yes the place uh by uh was by the where the grocery store that's right yeah yeah and yeah. i think
1: al worked at surf paradise for a bit yeah oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. so anyway we used to just hang out there you know we would do nothing but skate right yeah. we were you know smoking pot or drinking yeah. back then it was just weird just Not hanging out right there was no parks like yeah was just empty pools There you just know curbs. a guy in
0: pickering village named stewart berry he had a half pipe he was like the only guy in pickering village had a half pipe and it was like with a foot avert like it was a dangerous as hell half pipe and uh i never because i kind of got into skateboarding a little like i was into it but i wasn't into it you know what yeah I mean? like, so like when i was well i'm looking
1: at your hat little mini half yeah pipe out That's here in front so great yeah he's
0: uh <laughs> he's a he's a shredder like he's he's not on a skateboard he's on a scooter oh okay. and we don't judge
1: okay we don't judge <laughs> around here around here we don't judge <laughs> i gotta
0: put some skate light on it actually because i keep putting like the marine ply on it and yeah it keeps rotting i out.
1: see it's lifting yeah. yeah
0: but it was that was fun
1: oh like, man to make something
0: like that like i know i want to make one as a kid and then you get to make one as a grown adult
1: now is there sorry to go back to the to the ramp but is it uh like is there a plan for it did, did you download I plans got or? some
0: plans and i i did my own um I did told me how to do it. So basically, what you, you to get the the trend the, the the curve is you get a piece of two by four with a pencil and you cut it the right length and you basically cut the the transition the the curve. Okay. And then so you you cut it and then you can get it into two four by eight sheets. But there was a bit of like I to make that all that stuff was all like instructional. I didn't sort of know how to do it. Mm. Um, the middle part is I made a little wider. So, it could get a little bit more speed up. On yeah. It. So, yeah. there was a bit of like, it lucked, I lucked out because it really good. Could, have, could have screwed it up. It was going to be eight feet wide. Wow. We decided to go 16 feet wide because it was like, or 12 feet wide, actually.
1: I think. Yeah. Yeah. Much better. Much better. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then
0: the three, uh, the 45 degree was just in case he wants to ride a skateboard because you can ride a scooter on uh, on straight cuts because you yeah. can see, but a skateboard needs it to be offset a little bit. So, you're not going,
1: you're, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a, it was a fun, like, summer thing, you know. So, that was three summers ago. So, eventually, it will just fall apart. It'll just I get my parking spot. <laughs> the earth will take it back, It eh? will take it back. <laughs> a guy came by and goes, yeah, I, I have some skate light if you want it, but it, it had screw holes in it already. So, it's like, I think you kind of need to
1: get the... Yeah, you the, can fill them, I think. And yeah, now, just a but...
0: proper... Like, I can get the pieces, and it will last longer, but I just have to make... It's always year to year. Like, how much are you going to be riding this thing?
1: Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, right. I will...
0: Put it in a pile and burn it. If we, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> big fear is kids coming from somewhere around the corner and killing themselves. Yeah, time. breaking their neck. For yeah, sure. you don't want that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so yeah. So okay, back to the <laughs> the um. See, so in bands. I played in bands. You played in bands, and then you always had like an uh, affinity for punk rock and sort of indie music. But we were all part of that sort of this this sort of the suburb kid, sure generation, right? Where we'd go downtown and. You know, that fed punk rock. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Not a lot of people sort of called the suburb kids back there. It's like, yeah, but mm. we're the ones at your shows. And we're the ones sort of supporting
1: yeah. that. And it's it's funny when I do go downtown, which I'm trying to do more of, I'm trying to attend more shows, you know, so I can get more in, involved in the community. But you see those guys, such as yourself and me, with a little gray in the beard and the gray in the hair. And yeah. you remember them from. <sighs> 20 years ago 15 years ago and it's amazing it's you know you just run into the people still
0: yeah we all when you have kids and then you have to sort of commit that part of your life to being a parent other things kind of take a back seat sure and then when your kids get a little older you can start having your your social life back like you can start you know for me i think that's what it is yeah you can just (laughs) you know for me i just to drive an hour and a half down in the city for me It's just something I really has to be something special.
1: Absolutely,
0: I can't. I can't do that. You know, I think. Well, in my pre, like my other job, I would drive like an hour and a half a day to work, and I think that kind of just sort of pushed me away from actually really enjoying having to go to work and driving. I still have to drive, but it needs to be. You know, yeah. Can't just.
1: I have a tough time going out sometimes, where I make a commitment the day before. I don't know. I don't feel good or or I almost make it, start making excuses up for myself to to make that track out but like I said I'm trying to make more of a commitment to getting to the show. So once I push through that and get to the venue, I'm great. Yeah. You know, I run into all the people I see on a regular and and everything's great, right? Yeah. So um I think it's the the 40 plus age where you kind of say I don't know if I want to go. Yeah. It's so much yeah. effort, right? You're
0: sitting here and you're like it would be a lot it's of cold. fun. It would be a lot of fun, Yeah, it's cold out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure.
0: <laughs> How about playing? You ever have like the, the urge to come get back into playing?
1: Well, you know what? On the label, um, our band, The Awareness, released the first final record on it. Uh, once we released that, we were playing playing some shows pretty consistently, and then the shop, the store, and the label took over, and mm-hmm. that's just what happened. Um, the, the label and the store and the shop Came my band, essentially. Yeah. Right. So all that effort I was putting into the band before trying to, you know, get us on the map, kind of got shoved over to the shop, you know. And I was, you know, marketing the shop and trying to get that out to people and marketing the label and because you know at the end of the day, the tattoo shop floats our record shop. Our record shop probably makes five percent of our revenue. It's very small. It's more of just a nice, you know little offset to the tattoo shop. Well, it's a lifestyle. I Absolutely. Mean,
0: like, the p- punk rock, tattoos, albums, record label, it all feeds itself, you know? And for instance, if you're a straight lace wearing a tie guy trying to put out punk rock records and you don't have anything sort of behind you to say, well, I've lived the life that has something to do with this, there's no validity in your uh, your pitch. Yes. It just looks like you're just trying to like... Yes, that's a good way in, of looking at it, for sure. Coming through the back door to sort of make a buck out of, out of vinyl. Yeah, and that's, absolutely. A lot of people, I'm thinking you'll be the first one to say that.
1: That's not necessarily...
0: No. <laughs> that you don't make money making, selling yeah, records. It's more know. of a love and a passion project. And to have something like this, when the lights get turned out, you can fashion a needle, you can make a megaphone, you can turn the thing, and you can hear records. Absolutely. They sent these to space. Absolutely, you know, Yeah, and, for know, sure. They sent them to space because then figure, if there's no digital information on it, it's actual, someone should be able to figure this out if they see it in the other side of the universe. They'll yeah. sort of take this album out and understand what humans were yeah for sure yeah 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 it's a
1: physical piece it's a physical piece of music which we lack these days Mm -hmm. so a lot of people that don't collect vinyl always wonder why vinyl collectors do it Mm -hmm. and it's because we can take that record out look at it hold it it's a piece of music we can read the liner notes Mm -hmm. we can play it we can read the lyrics while it's playing Mm -hmm. it's beautiful it's it's what music should be right and
0: yeah there's a i was' I've been i've spoken to a lot of people about that what you're just explaining is that it's a it's a it's a it's it's a ceremony you know you it take is. the record out you make sure it's clean you put it on the turntable you you play it and, and i i it does remind me of being a kid because that's all we had as children was we didn't have cds we had we had records mm-hmm. so we would be listening to records and making sure like you know, you took care of it and, and it was always I had two other brothers like, don't steal my records. Like it was always Oh like, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. You know, I remember my first record I bought when I was a kid out with my own money and, and and I won't I won't forget it. Now, the only thing I, the only conversation I have with people is like when I'm walking in the woods and I got my iPod in and I'm listening to music, there's a whole different experience. Doesn't make it wrong or right either side of it. But yes. You're catching the your surroundings, you're taking your music in your pocket and you're driving you're walking around looking at birds and trees. For sure. And it adds to that No Means No record. Somehow. You got it. Somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for one sure. Of my records, by the way. That oh, it is. Record. It is, for it's sure. Such a great record. Yeah. Um, so, the, I mean, e- each has its place. Yes. Each has its place. Because, for if you, sure. you know, you, you, obviously, they tried to put record players in old cars. I don't know if you saw that. I them. saw <laughs> that. I saw, I
1: think, Muhammad Ali, had, I saw a picture. Yeah. yeah. That didn't work. So yeah, right. I don't think so. I don't think yeah. that's yeah. right. yeah.
0: The other thing you realize is how to digitally read them these guys went out and figured out how to archive all these old records so they could have them digitized. And it's pretty amazing how they do it. Cause it actually reads with a microscope, the grooves and creates sound from the
1: grooves that are. Fine. Yeah. It's quite incredible.
0: It's pretty neat. Yeah.
1: I mean, the, the record players I'm seeing these days, they have some nice ones that even play records on their side. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I might be gimmicky. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll, they
0: always had those. though. I remember those in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: There's a few that just pop up. I see. You know, in yeah. on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah. the
0: interesting one was the one with the USB stick, the USB uh, end on it, where you just put it into your your uh, computer, will play into your computer. That's, I mean, they're trying to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Where Where do you think we're going with this? Do you think we're because I I go to record walk past record stores and the vinyl section is like coming back. Yes, it's the Sunrise Records in Newmarket. There's a whole thing there now. It's like, yeah, I wasn't there five ten years
1: ago. Sure.
0: Where do you think we're
1: going? Well, the major labels most likely will destroy everything by putting out mass quantities of all this vinyl that nobody wants. So what happens with these major labels that Christmas time, we're trying to put out a record right now. Well, we're going to run into delays Mm -hmm. because you know, these major label artists need their records out before Christmas, right? So Mm -hmm. what I think is like anything, even like fidget spinners, you're going to make too many of them and eventually nobody's going to want them and they're, you know, going to be in a landfill. Um, But, you know, with our label, we're trying to put out a smaller quantity of records that people want. We're not trying to, you know, press a thousand when we know we can sell 300 of them. Mm -hmm. So we're, you know, we're trying to keep it limited. Um, We're trying to keep it collectible. And, uh, yeah, keep, keep paying some bands, some cash too, while we're doing it and make sure that they're taken care of properly. That's the main thing. Um, when we put out a record and we're selling and representing the band, it's nice to know that like we've given the band some money and, you know, paid them what they required and everybody's happy and we can all respect each other.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's an amazing concept because record labels there's there's shyster small labels there's shyster large labels it's it's, it's down to the person at that point you know i've dealt with many record labels and some of them have been great and some of them haven't been great yeah and you have to take them at face value when they say things but but to be able to be upfront and say exactly what's going to happen and although if you could print a thousand maybe that might add a dollar to sales but then again you have we, we, more landfill more, yeah. more stuff like i know i got 300 square cds back in that baby barn yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do with them you want to sell them
1: <laughs> sure <laughs> we throw them in some uh <laughs> mail for you there but free yeah give them
0: out for free yeah 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 so i mean to be able to create yeah it's we always have that pri- price point come you know it happens in all sorts of things but when it's like well if you buy 300 it's this much per unit if you buy a thousand it's like half the price yeah oh my yeah it, it's
1: very enticing yeah. absolutely you know there's always the the the, the break point you know, right the threshold 300 500 when you're doing yeah. records a lot of the a lot of the indie labels um they only do licenses for a thousand yeah so they gotta find some guy you know i wouldn't say silly enough but some guy willing to roll the dice on that he's gonna sell a thousand units or at least 700 Sure you know something to break even right because yeah, in yeah. the end that's that's all i'm my wife and I are hoping to do with the label is have lots of fun, make lots of people happy and break even, yeah, we're good, even if we lose some money, that's okay as long yeah. as you know we don't lose our share we're we're fine
0: yeah, and that's i mean there there is something to be said about taking the risk absolutely and in a in our era of we all have mortgages, we all have nuts to make, and we all mm-hmm. have um people to support. There is something kind of like, there's very respectable about what you're doing because you're just, you're taking a chance on some people who didn't even really couldn't really, and I'm saying this with all love, but Trigger Happy were the, they'll tell you the first thing, they're most dis- destructive band out there, <laughs> not to themselves but to each other, but to their everybody, you know, but to, you know, they'll be the first one to say that they were the most dysfunctional group of weirdos on the planet and uh here we are here you are doing this i mean like
1: (laughs) yeah you know what it was uh i'll shut up when you fuck off is what kind of got us me thinking it was we needed a second record we thought if we're gonna do this label thing we need to do it with something kind of local something canadian Mm -hmm. something that hasn't been done yet so um i reached out to al nolan I sent him a message in typical Al style. He gave me a one-word answer. I said, would you like to do a Trigger Happy record? I'm starting a label. I want to press some records. And he just said, interested. That was it. And then we started off, and I met him downtown. And uh, we kind of hit it off from there and started with, I'll shut up and you fuck off. Sales were great. Mm -hmm. They slowed down a bit, picked up back again. I didn't know... What to expect yeah. it was my first real record that we released yeah. so i didn't know what we were doing but then we just kind of took it from there and when that sold there was some demand for kilotron and then uh al talked to me about i hate us and wanted what he called the real one to come out and uh, we kind of facilitated that mm-hmm. worked with pete hudson got the the real mix pressed the record and that one's been doing great for us too yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Did you have to speak to their label in Sweden?
1: Uh yeah, bad taste records. So yeah. we just kinda got the okay from them. Uh I'll yeah. sent them an email. They're pretty fair that way. Yeah. They're fine. They're you know, good. like I don't think they were gonna do anything with it anyway. They're they got Danko and yeah, uh, you know, they're bigger acts. They're trying to push some foursquare records there too. Yeah, cool, man. Well with Trigger Happy, I just think it's just it's just not a band They're probably likely to promote anymore. So that's yeah. fine.
0: No, they they actually took uh soon, shortly after we left the label, like the mid 2000s, they just started getting more into like Swedish bands. Like they, they, I think yeah. dealing with a bunch of international bands, which I think is a lesson learned. And I think a lesson taken from say, your your model is don't try to overstep regionally what you think is, you know what I mean? Because that's what they did. They put all yeah. these Canadian bands on their label, uh, some American bands, and it really kind of in a way kind of bit them in the ass. And it was just, maybe it could happen today because we're in a different situation where we have internet and we have conversations like yeah. I remember having to wake up at four in the morning to call them at the office just to make sure I got them at the office. Yeah, otherwise I wouldn't he- hear from them all day, you know. Yeah. And now it's sort of stuff like oh shit, like that was a commitment, you know, and for them to not know me as a person and me not knowing them as a person, it doesn't really foster a really great um, working relationship. Yeah. For sure. And when you know and respect the people that you're putting out records for, that's, that's, uh, yeah, they sort of all adds into the same reason as why you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So SNFU thing, how, how did that?
1: Oh, SNFU. So SNFU been one of my favorite bands forever, as long as I can remember. Um, I reached out to Brett from Epitaph. So I talked to Brett mm-hmm. a bit about doing something green and leafy. Uh, you
0: can make, remix that record.
1: Anyway. Yeah, really? Yeah. You should. Yeah, well, it's already been done. Yeah, so oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, there's a record uh, label, God Box, uh, in Spain, right. and they just just repressed it. So they beat us to the punch, um, and I think it was in a way kind of good they did because they got to put out the record. I wanted the record. I didn't have yeah. it. Like I just didn't have a copy, and I loved yeah. that record. Yeah. It's a little something different. Uh, just the overall feeling you get when you listen to that record. It's just something special. So yeah, I wanted to put it out god box beat us to it which was fine and then uh i thought what are we doing we got to find something to put out so i looked at what was there and what was needed and in the meantime between time it just kind of jumped out and it's a great record yeah
0: a lot of people say it's one of the best SNFU a few records they've ever heard and and listened to it's a weird thing because it was a yeah super. like a lot of it they, was you know uh you know and to go against all of that catalog of famous groundbreaking music to, for people to actually sit down and go, no, oh, this record is really good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. Cause it didn't get as much recognition when it first came out, than say green feel La- for anything on epitaph or even before that, you know? Yeah.
1: It, it's a special record for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the beginning cock to quill right to the end. Yeah. It's, it's good. Very, you know, lyrics are always on point, but extra special. I think this record, um, yeah. So I wanted to put it out. I reached out to Mark, Belky, Mark, and I kind of connected through email, exchanged some ideas, and eventually came to an agreement on what we're going to do with it. Yeah. So we uh, put it out on Chase the Glory Records, and we also, I also put Rake Records on the back. Yep. uh, For him. Um. And yeah. Now we're on to our second one, the the live record. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah. I mean that that was that's a good record too. The uh well, so yeah, Rake Records is Mark's. Pet project from I don't know how long he's had that label for. How long he's been doing it, but it's just his stuff. Like yeah, his. so he
1: released a seven inch, a uh, happy number on it last yeah, I year. a little demo or something. Yeah, right? a little, little different. Yeah. yeah, the fans kind of were mixed on it, but uh, hey, it was a new single. Yeah, it was something cool. Yeah, right. And it, again, it was put it on a seven inch green vinyl. You know, great, great artwork too. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so have you met met like much with with uh Dave Bacon and chai and all those guys
1: i I've never met the band personally yeah. no, um just through now, obviously we're putting out records yeah. so we're we're yeah. we're you know with me, I would obsess over a record I'd listen to each record five thousand times before we put it out, or in the process of pressing it, I would just obsess over that certain record so right. yeah, and it's just uh in the meantime between time it's uh once we decided to do it, it as you know you come. Almost neurotic about it, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah. did you get it mastered or uh yeah. So we we got it remastered through um uh Dan Co- Coot in uh what's uh Sun Sun Audio in New York City. Okay. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's done all our records. Yeah, yeah. And you get yeah.
0: to master it for vinyl. It's a different Yeah, it's it's a movie.
1: little a little different recipe, right? Yeah. But yeah, for sure. Do you do any of that?
0: I don't master for nah No. No nah. okay. to me that's an a, easy answer. Yeah. There's a whole, yeah, <laughs> there's, a whole hmm, there's a whole other thing that people do that I don't know. And I really it's like, you know, it's like, well, I don't know. I can't really give you an example as to how different it is to actually recording, but it turned a really weird situation back a couple of years ago where things were like the loudness war or how loud it could get before yeah. and people still fight that battle. And that drives me bananas. Because I would rather have something sound good, not
1: be loud. Yeah, like you know, I, I don't understand the loudness the thing big either.
0: The big reason why this whole thing, and maybe I'm, someone can check me if I'm wrong, but the only reason that people make things super loud is because when it fits on the radio, it doesn't have to be compressed at 10 to 1, which is radio's compression. But nobody gives a fuck about radio anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Now the big one is mastered for iTunes, which I have no idea what that means.
1: I have no idea what that. I don't means. know. What, like, <laughs> it's the, an MP3, is it not? But it's mastered for iTunes. So it's so it's got more. It's low a better end. MP3. A better MP. <laughs> yeah.
0: It doesn't make any sense to me. So so for me to master something like I always have this thing now. I listen to board tapes and it was always like just my own board tapes of music. And then when it gets to the mixing mastering period, that's where things start like you start losing like, to the, the emotion of it because you start trying to give everything, 14 or 15 songs, a same um, point or reference yeah. point. So one song might sound really great. One song might not sound so good. So you have to make that shitty song sound better and the not-so-good sounds sound like the not-so-good song. That's right. And that, to me, is the constant struggle of mastering. And there's people out there like Joe Caravello and you know, even actually Stefan Edgerton masters, and he masters for vinyl. And the stuff he does is pretty awesome. Is you it know, through
1: the blasting room? He does. All I think that he does stuff? through his own yeah. his own studio. Oh no way! Talson. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: So he has his own spot, and you know, it, 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 it's a whole other. It's an unfortunate thing, but it's like the thing everybody hears, and so easy to fuck up. Because mm. if you screw it up, then you, you've pressed, uh, you know, a couple of hundred CDs. Like I was doing it up until about two or three years ago, and I, I had a, I made a mistake. I had to pay for everybody's CDs to be repressed because I accidentally put two songs together. Oh, boy. Because that part of the mastering is actually doing yeah. the sequencing and everything. Yeah. So accidentally, the two files met and made one big song. So on their song, it doesn't actually have that break in the middle mm. for the CD. So I'm like, yep, my fault. 900 bucks. Ooh. And I'm like, I'm okay with it. You know, yeah. I don't want that person to be this something they're going to take away for the rest of their life. So that, there was a severity in, in that learning process Oh,
1: for sure. Yeah, you got to correct those, those errors or your reputation's yeah. cooked. Right? Either, so. Yeah,
0: the reputation, just feeling good about yourself. Because you know that person made that disc and wants to put it under their pillow and live with it for the rest mm-hmm. of their life. And to have that constant like, oh, those two songs don't. You know? Yeah. There's a great propaganda record that's only one track on CD. The whole record. Really? It's just one CD track. And I don't know if it was on purpose or if it was a complete <laughs>
1: accident. Was it a seven inch? It's or- a, no, it's a CD. Oh really? It's a
0: CD, uh split C D uh with I can't remember it might have been with I Spy, but you put this you put the C D in it's one track. And it is like four songs on it. Oh wow it was one track. Okay. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I haven't heard it.
0: Yeah, I, I ha I because yeah, we were part of G seven. I was Yeah, I was gonna show. say it was
1: probably the G seven stuff. G seven right?
0: days. They had like records they put out with lock grooves and stuff and yeah. you know, and then they had ones with like just the clapping, like John Sutton clapping his hands and releasing that as a propaganda song. Like, really? They would really test their Whatever body.
1: happened to that label just kind of defunct and Don't know what fizzled out? I
0: think Chris and... like Because it was all Chris. Yeah, it was Chris and John for a while because they actually had a publishing side of it too. And I think John Sampson kind of moved on to his own publishing yeah. type thing. And Chris and Jord were kind of running that label check me if I'm wrong, but I feel that it was sort of like we have what they did with their own records is they, when they got put on, they started putting the records on labels that became a big mm. thing. Cause they used to do it where like, it'll be on G7, but we'll distribute it through all these other companies. Yeah. And that'll be how we get our records out. That's a lot of work. I'm sure you yeah. can attest to yeah, that for sure. You know what I mean? And on their level, maybe it made more sense just to go with a label and let them deal with all yeah. the specifics and just make music
1: yeah for sure every time a band's gonna put out a record you either have uh the option of doing it yourself Mm -hmm. or you have the option of somebody paying you a small amount of money which they figure you're 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 gonna get uh and handle everything for you mail outs complaints oh yeah yeah Uh, and that's you yeah so you know sometimes (laughs) we're all human sometimes uh You know, if somebody orders five records from us, we we try to make sure everybody gets their exact record. But, you know, if there's an error, we'll gladly resend you another one, you know, the next day if it's our fault, right?
0: The the idea of being accountable for in business is a rare trait that I found. Yeah. Not just any, not just record business, but business business, like any type of business where you got, you know, a lot of, I think it's an age thing where it's like, it's not their fault. Mm. Nobody makes mistakes not my fault. somebody else's fault. Yeah. But it's easier to say, oh, yeah, I fucked it up.
1: Yeah, for sure. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Less, less
0: stress on everybody to say,
1: yeah, well, yeah my bad. Yeah, that's how it's part of becoming an adult, I think. <laughs> Just, you know, <laughs> yeah. take a responsibility, you know. Once yeah. you, if you fuck up, you fix it and move on. Right? Yeah, so, if you do it
0: in business, too. Like, there's also, it makes you sort of a long-term thinker rather than, like, knee-jerk. Why well, that guy want his records back? That sucks. Or why does he want his money back for this record? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. I used to do a lot of eBay computer refer i used to take old uh, like macbooks and fix them and then sell them on ebay okay and i got i just lost faith in humanity because people were like (laughs) trying to like get their money back and i knew it was working it doesn't work and then finally by the end of it i was just giving all their money back you can have the computer you have the money yeah i I don't care yeah (laughs) for sure you know what
1: a lot of our customers they've been great yeah we've had maybe one two complaints out of 1200 plus orders (laughs) so bless you Yeah, yeah so uh yeah, we we think we're doing okay, and and people are happy with us. So we'll, I guess we'll just continue to move forward.
0: Well, that's that's how your business grows. Absolutely, you know, because people respect you, and they is a you know, and they they want to work with you. Sure, and, and whatever capacity you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. There's a label, Little Rocket Records, that does a lot. Of, they do a lot of releases. They usually do like a four song kind of release, and they don't really do vinyl. They do all digital. But your model is more like. What we are talking about before is like you, you you need you need this you can take this with you yeah you know what i mean and even though it's twice the shipping yeah. cost and uh,
1: we thought we thought about uh going to cds doing small runs of cds and all that but right now we're vinyl only we even thought about skateboards like doing a small run of skateboards yeah. uh for each band I think would be really cool. That's amazing. Really collectible. Like a a trigger happy. I'll shut up when you fuck off. Skateboard. Come on. Be beautiful. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's got to be big though.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like
0: the '90s deck.
1: That's right. (laughs) Well, you know what? I'm I'm a big skateboard collector. uh, So I collect all the old Powell stuff in Santa Cruz. So I have them around the shop, but also in my basement too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it'd be something fun. Again, it's just from my brain. This kind of stuff spawns on what we should be doing mm-hmm. especially inside the shop and in our store um yeah i don't know
0: it's fine i have never even thought i last tattoo i got was like 25 24 and i've never thought about getting another tattoo after that I really why i don't know why
1: well you know what i don't know some uh, just the wind blew you that direction i don't know yeah
0: <laughs> Well, yeah i it's it's an interesting i mean yeah because i there are people in that in that are my my mother-in-law got new tattoos really yeah she covered up some old ones and that's cool and then it's a it, i like it because the technology has become way more yeah um, you can advance.
1: You, you can do a lot more yeah uh you know fine work now yeah like there's before. some work you see you're like oh my
0: god this yeah. is incredible then there used to be like the old kind of make them look like old sailor tattoos yeah that was a thing for sailor a jerry is that yeah, what you're, yeah, something like that Where it was yeah. like trying to make them look like like the like those were done on pirate ships kind of yeah
1: see the thing we we kind of well me personally i don't want to kind of speak for the rest of the shop but we're we're a tattoo shop so we're not we don't have those realism like a photographic stuff we kind of stay away from that where it looks like there's a big photo on your arm yeah that stuff kind of falls apart over time we we, i figured yeah we really want to we're really kind of a neo-traditional traditional tattoo shop that you know we're in brooklyn we're in a small town but we got lots of foot traffic and yeah like i said it, it it's the main um engine that kind of drives the whole thing mm-hmm. right we're able to put out these records on this label because we do a lot of tattoos also yeah. so you know it's we appreciate the whole family and you saw records you know. in the store too yeah we have a yeah. full fully stocked record yeah. store
0: there's a bookstore in town that that sell records now too. So yeah, yeah, in our town in Huxburg, here. Oh, cool. So I mean, there's a neat little network happening with that. Like yeah, with bookstores and and even yeah, I think tattoo shops would be part of that too. Like this network of being able to be um, be somehow influential in the people that come in because they're not just they're coming for a tattoo and they're gonna hear a sure. song. they're go, wow, this is a cool song. What is this? We've never heard this before. This is this band. Oh, and then you're influencing. Based on a mentorship rather than a what's popular on the radio, what's successful, what the word is, you're creating your own community. Exactly. And that's that's what we need. Yes, like we need stuff like that. Yes, you know that's why bookstore our bookstore is so popular in town. Here is that because people drop in, they see what's good, they have a conversation. You know, they hear yeah, some it's something different. Yeah,
1: it's something different. Like if you walk into a record store and you speak with the owner, sometimes you're there for 45 minutes. Yeah. You know, just having a conversation about music, right? You can't get that from Amazon. No. <laughs> you, know? you try. One and, day, one and, day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I noticed even Amazon, their pricing's gone up like phew, really 35% on their vinyl and stuff like that. So we we try to use them as a comparative all the time and price their stuff lower than theirs. So you get to come to the record store, you get to kind of be in the environment, yeah, uh, and you also get to pick up a selection of huge, like punk rock, metal yeah top 40 we have very few top 40 but we have to cater to the masses too so um you know people that aren't punk rockers or headbangers can also shop there and you know it gives you the whole experience and mm-hmm. you know take home a record
0: yeah and who's to say that in 20 years from now it might just be all records or all tattoos yeah you know what I mean? yeah, it's like yeah. just space you can do what you want with it yeah for sure yeah.
1: we'll evolve you know yeah. if uh things aren't moving in a certain direction then we might change it up Who knows? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah 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 i i there's this just before down the road, there's a there's now a Kentucky Fried Chicken. It was a country style, and this was dormant for like two years, like nobody okay. used it. So my big idea was to have like an everything shop, like have a, a like a sandwich store, coffee, bands, music, like put sure. this into a, a one clothing, yeah, um, guitars, like have it as this one weird shop that has everything and nothing. sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, it sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. One day. Because the big idea for me is to ride ten speed to work. That's that's my big that's awesome dream is I want to ride a bike to work, and I can't ride a bike to my work. It's Six thirty-five kilometers away. It's like, Yeah, it'd be a little bit exhausting. So to find something in my town, I mean, you live in your town. You you can.
1: You're a short. I start. could bike to work, but yeah, I don't. But you don't. Know, no.
0: How far away are you?
1: Uh, a bike ride? Well, a car ride. <laughs> <laughs> uh, car ride one minute. Yeah. Well, that's. Street. it's amazing yeah it is and it isn't right because oh yeah you yeah, know right not there. not that i'm running into people in town and and they're saying you know holy shit who's this guy but it's uh you know sometimes you just want to separate the two mm-hmm. but we're we're okay you know we have four kids they're in town they're my wife's busy she's you know stay-at-home mom but at the same time works our accounting and stuff for the shop yeah. and, and all that. But, uh, you know, we have a busy life. Yeah. You know, kids in hockey and different sports. My daughter in uh volleyball and basketball. It's, yeah. There's only two of Little time know. for punk rock. Yeah. And tattoos. But uh, I'm there all day. Kind of do that and run the shop and run the store and doing promo and stuff uh, for the record label all day. And, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well that's really cool, man. I yeah. uh, thank you for the uh for the records. You know who for did sure. this picture, right? This...
1: Uh I it was it a... L- Linda Cook. It, Linda Cook. Yeah, I think she's credited on the yeah, back too. We wanna that. make sure everybody gets credited. Yeah. We don't want any uh unhappy people. Imlah, Mark Gibson. Yeah. He rest in peace. Yeah, rest actually, in peace.
0: It just happened like the anniversary was a, what, a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it, or like I don't know
1: the exact date. I should. Yeah, it um, comes up on my Facebook but, from time to yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I usually find out. It pops up and yeah, sad yeah. story. Yeah, you know, I don't yeah. know the full story, but uh, yeah, not yeah, me either. And yeah. it's
0: whatever I hear probably wouldn't add any. I'll do. I do know when we were my band, the Fairmounts, were rehearsing that that his band were going to come and rehearse after, and he nobody showed up. Obviously. And then we had to go tell the guy who ran the rehearsal space because we heard through texts and stuff that what had happened. And uh, so we had to go and tell Dan, the guy who ran the place, they're not coming in, you know. So it's like, yeah, it's very, it's pretty tragic, you know. And with, you know, as you get older and things happen, you got to take care of yourself, man. Like, you got to watch what you do. You got to watch what you eat. You got to how you take care of yourself. And, you know, we, you know, we're getting there.
1: Yeah. Things change for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I find now I have people relying on me with my children and my of wife course. and family it's like you know what sometimes i don't want to take care of myself sometimes you know you just have to you know we have people relying on you so yeah. you gotta you gotta live the best life you can and totally yeah, yeah.
0: and you by staying close to home is, is is probably a nice bonus from all that too you it know? is
1: it is like we just went on the road with trigger happy for uh, montreal and quebec city and that mm. we had a great time yeah i met Met some fun people out there, and yeah. Did you see Paget? No, he doesn't have that He didn't come out. No, 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 no. no. Oh. We it was some familiar faces, and yeah. met some people that were, you know, talking on Facebook and all that. A couple of years and fans and all that. Yeah. It was it was, it was a fun time. Well, good, yeah, well, good.
0: Well, yeah, care keep keep it uh, keep it uh, keep it up, man.
1: Thanks so much. Thank you for the records again. Yeah, no and, problem. Uh, Thanks for uh, having me on here. Yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> CTG, Tattoos, and Records.com. There you go. Beautiful. Thanks, man. Okay.
0: And that was Mr. Barry Mantle. What a what a sweet dude. Nice guy. Thanks for the records, Barry. They will come in handy. We got a record player. I have a record player now. So one day, this guy I know called it a vinyl player. I laughed my ass off because it's not a vinyl player. It's a vinyl player. I well, can't wait to get some vinyls. Play some vinyls. Anyways, everyone, thanks for listening to the show. Thanks, Barry, for doing the show. Um, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. It really helps it out. Don't forget betterhelp.com slash Don't forget patreon.com slash Yeah. So here we go. Another year. Another year. Um, I've got some nice episodes I'm, I'm working into. I don't have any resolutions, um, really, except that I'm probably going to walk more, try to exercise more, and probably going to be doing this ride to conquer cancer again. We've lost too many people for cancer, and I need to do my bit, and I need to challenge myself physically and mentally, and I did the same ride a couple of years ago, and it really, really did challenge me, and I had a great time doing it, even though it was kind of hell for, like, there was a good four-hour period there in that ride that I thought was going to die. Anyways, great, awesome. We'll see you next week, everybody. I got I got some good ones lined up. So, without you know, spoiling it too much, um, thank you all for listening. Show every every week. Whoever comes here every week, week after week, thank you very much. I hope you're having a good time and uh, be safe. Drive nice. Bye.